On the evening of Tuesday the 12th of July 1910, Margaret Taylor, proprietor of number 29 Backbank Terrace, upon noticing a terrible smell coming from somewhere within her house, would make a shocking discovery. After wandering around from room to room to find the cause of the smell, Mrs Taylor would eventually make her way down into the basement. In there she spotted an array of items, from clothing to furniture that had been left behind by a previous tenant. And after rummaging around for a short time she came across a small tin box, the smell at this point had gotten much stronger and it seemed to be coming from within the box. Curious as to what was inside, she managed to break it open. Recoiling from the odious smell that instantly escaped from the box, Mrs Taylor, cupping her nose and mouth with one hand, leant back over and peered inside. What she found inside the tin was a cardboard box, and inside that, unwrapped in a dark blue coloured cloth and clothed in a white nightgown, were the feet of a young baby that peered through. Horrified at the discovery, Mrs Taylor immediately left the basement and went into town to inform the police of her find. Quickly, Sergeant Walker made his way to number 29, and after investigating the basement he took possession of the tin box, lifting it onto a table top. Opening it, Walker discovered the remains of a baby, but with decomposition in such an advanced state he was unable to determine the sex. The following morning on Wednesday the 13th of July, Dr Harrison performed a post-mortem ready for the inquest that would take place that afternoon. Meanwhile, Sergeant Walker, whom had spoken to Mrs Taylor, had made his way over to Lovecloth, a small village in nearby Rottenstall, and based on information given to him, he called at the home of Sarah Hannah Barnes. Informing Sarah of the tin box being found, and after asking if she owned such an item, Sarah asked him, Do you think they will send me to prison? Now, Sergeant Walker obviously could never answer her question, and instead asked her if she would accompany him back to Aslindon so she could attend the inquest that afternoon. In front of Mr Robinson, the inquest into the body of the baby being found at number 29 Backbank Terrace would take place in the Haslanden Town Hall. First up would be Sergeant Walker, who would tell of when Mrs Taylor first approached him about the finding of the tin box in the basement and how he took possession of it. He would also mention his subsequent visit to Love Club to speak with Sarah Barnes. Next up, Mrs Taylor would take to the stand. Along with detailing the events that took place the previous day, she would mention of how Sarah Barnes had been a neighbour living next door to her and her husband William, from Christmas until around the end of February. When leaving, Sarah had asked Mrs Taylor if she could leave behind some items of furniture, which she would remove at a later date, to which Mrs Taylor had agreed to. Now, she had known Sarah for around 12 months, and saw no reason to deny her the request. A couple of months passed and Sarah then returned to number 29 on Saturday the 9th of July, to drop off some more items, such as a flock bed and some bedclothes, as well as a tin box. And two days later, on Monday the 11th of July, Sarah returned, this time to pick up some items. From midday Monday until the following Tuesday evening, Mrs Taylor spoke of how a pungent smell had begun to spread throughout her home, until she realised it was perhaps coming from the basement. Upon searching, that is when she came across the tin box and the contents within it. Dr Harrison would be next to be called to the stand. He told the magistrates of how he had performed a post-mortem on the baby during the morning prior to the inquest taking place. His findings being that of a fully developed female body, weighing approximately one pound and fifteen and a half ounce. 
It was badly decomposed with most of its organs now almost disappeared. The carcass was in a mummified state. The body itself, from initial viewing, hadn't been washed and there was no obvious signs of injury, but because of the decomposition, Dr. Harrison could not determine the cause of death. However, and despite any kind of evidence, he would go on to say at the inquest that he felt that the baby had been born alive, with the lungs having shown signs of being inflated, and that it may have died from want of attention at birth. Sarah Hannah Barnes would take to the stand. Aged just 23, she would tell the magistrates that she already had two children, one aged five years and another aged one year and five months old. The coroner said to Sarah that she didn't need to say anything unless she wished, but she replied saying she was willing to tell all. She would tell at the inquest of how she had resided with her father at Townsend Street in the heart of the town, and that is where she had given birth to the baby girl around 18 months ago. She was also alone at the time, and with no one to help her, she would recount the story of how, when the baby was born, it hadn't made any sounds upon its arrival. No crying, nothing. Sadly, it was dead on arrival. She then mentioned of how poor she was and didn't have the money to pay to have her baby buried in the right manner. The coroner replied saying, It was rather foolish of you. After a short deliberation, the jury would return a verdict that the body was that of a child belonging to Sarah Hannah Barnes and had died from want of attention at birth. Sarah would be remanded until Monday 18th of July, where she would be brought back before the Haslanden bench. Charged with the concealment of the birth of a child, Sarah replied, I quite understand. She would also say to the bench, I was wrong in the date, it was two years ago last October, when she had given birth. The coroner would ask Sarah if she would like to make any other statement, to which she replied, no thank you. It didn't take long for the jury to come to an agreement that Sarah should be committed for trial at the Liverpool Assizes. Bail was allowed, but the chairman remarked that as the Assizes began tomorrow, the prisoner would not have long to wait. The case would be heard, as expected, the following morning at the Liverpool Assizes, but after formal charges had been read out, the prosecution would ask for it to be bound over until Saturday, 23rd of July, with a suggestion that Sarah should be sent to a home for a given period during which she should undertake to remain in the home. The Liverpool Police Court missionaries, who had taken an interest in the case, believed that they would be able to find a home by the end of that day. Sarah would spend the next few hours in custody, but would later remove to a home with a view to being reformed. Now, despite extensive research, we have been unable to find where Sarah was sent to, or what happened to her baby daughter in terms of where she would be interred. Now, one would think the baby may have been buried within the grounds of St James's Church, Haslingdon, but we will need to search the burial records and hope we can find proof of this. Also, there is no record of where her father was during the time she gave birth. Had he gone away for a while? Possibly working for away from home? Again, we have tried our very best to find information on her father, but without any success at this point. And as for the case against Sarah in today's society, I think we can say with a reasonable amount of accuracy that Sarah's baby was delivered stillborn. She stated in court that the baby never made any sounds or even cried directly after she gave birth, and even in her own words, she said it was dead on arrival. And yet, Dr Harrison, despite saying in court that he was unable to determine the cause of death, he still condemned Sarah by insinuating the baby had died pretty much from want of attention. In other words, she simply neglected her newborn baby. So what are your thoughts on this tragic story? Despite Sarah not conforming with burial ceremonies and not getting the help when she needed it the most, was she harshly punished by being split up from her two surviving children, having been sent away to be reformed? I think this is a story I may come back to at a later date, and hopefully more information may be forthcoming which may shed some light on several aspects of this case. 
I'd be interested to know your feelings on this one, so please comment down below. So as always, thank you very much for listening. Now this was a short story, but I really hope you enjoyed listening to it. And if you want more, please comment down below. You can follow me over on Twitter as well as Instagram. And we also know of our very own YouTube channel, which all of these podcasts will be uploaded to. All links are down below, but in the meantime, take care and I will be back soon with another tale from the past. Thank you.